Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostly, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing, especially for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners. Get two free months of their premium version. For more details, visit hostfully.com slash pad. Welcome, everybody. Episode 181 of Get Paid for Your Pad. I am with Jerry Mays today, and he is the co-founder of Guestbook, as well as a super, a remote super host, should I say, in Miami. He resides in Boston. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, Jasper. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy has been helping me out with the Airbnb News Group, where he's posting a lot of articles about Airbnb and and giving opinions and asking some questions. And uh, he's having a lot of fun with it. Uh, It's been going pretty well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's exciting, really, uh, you know, getting into, uh, you know, the industry and, you know, engaging these hosts that are in the Facebook group and, know, talking to them, asking them, you know, questions, sometimes getting them fired up, uh, you know, over controversial subjects. But, uh, you know, no better way to get firsthand knowledge about the industry than by the people who are, uh, you know, on the ground level actually operating into it. So for the people who are part of the Airbnb news group, uh, you might already know Jeremy, but uh, for those who who are not, uh, could you give us a a quick summary of, of your background and how you got started with Airbnb and how you got started with Guestbook? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, hello, everybody. You know, so back in, uh, you know, 2015, I made a decision to buy a condo down in uh, Miami Beach, partially to, uh, you know, chase a girl who's uh, now my wife. Uh, you know, so I guess it worked. And, uh, you know, I knew, obviously, being in Boston, that I wasn't going to be there more than, you know, a handful amount of time during the year. Uh, so I didn't want it to sit empty. Obviously, it needed to pay for itself. And I think, you know, like a lot of part-time or full-time hosts, uh, you know, I decided to buy the place specifically with the intentions of putting it on Airbnb. Uh, And so, you know, I did a little research, figured out, you know, the right place to buy, uh, figured out the right combination of, you know, decor as a marketer. I'm a, my background is as a marketer and as a creative. So, you know, I have a pretty strong attention for, you know, detail, uh, you know, visual appearances, important to me, clean lines, you know, bright spaces, et cetera. Um, and, you know, went down there, you know, bought the place, uh, connected with some people that I knew in the area who helped me source somebody who could clean my place and figured out, uh, you know, what the right combination of, you know, lockbox and smart lock on the front door was going to be so people could get in and out. And then obviously wanted to make sure that somebody was going to be around to, uh, handle any, you know, emergency situations because uh, Boston's about 1,200 miles away. And uh, obviously, I couldn't show up in the middle of the night. So that was my sort of first jump into, you know, Airbnb. And I think like everybody else, I didn't really realize what I was going to get into and, you know, the amount of work that it was going to take or, you know, the, you know, attention of detail. 
but again, as a marketer um, and somebody who, you know, firmly believes in, um, you know, treating other people the way I would want to be treated, I, I wanted to make sure that everybody staying with me felt welcome, felt, you know, excited about showing up, felt excited about their stay, was happy, uh, felt well taken care of and, you know, left with a smiling face because, uh, you know, let's be honest, I wanted good reviews. That was uh, not the only motivating factor, but, uh, you know, certainly understand the business side of Airbnb and how it works. You know, I wanted to make sure that that was also, uh, you know, well executed. Yeah, you're a remote super host, which is a great achievement because yeah, I always feel like it's a bit more challenging to reach the super host status if you're not actually interacting with your guests in person. If you're not there personally to to meet your guests, it's harder to build a relationship if you have to rely on uh, on emails and, and messages, etc. So uh, that's great. And uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording. You mentioned to me that. You, know, you have some views on uh, on hospitality. Uh, it's something that you really focus on in your Airbnb hosting experience. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about you know, what this sure. hospitality means to you, and you know, what are the things that you've done to create like the outstanding experience for your Airbnb guests. Yeah. So um, you know, hosting to me and hospitality is everything. You know, I've been I've been a traveler as well, and I've uh, you know stayed at places where the communications was you know less than ideal. Where, you know, I walked into the place and kind of had to question whether or not the sheets had been washed, uh, you know, where the host hadn't been quite as transparent about how, you know, noisy the place was going to be or, you know, how many other people were going to be, you know, kind of around the general area. So um, I've been on that side of, you know, missed expectations and it wasn't a great feeling. And so for me, I think it's really important to be, you know, at bare minimum over communicative with, uh, you know, guests who are coming into your place. Um, you know, first, when I designed the place or, you know, when I furnished the place, I just wanted a, you know, clean, functional, you know, comfortable decor, um, something that wasn't overly, uh, you know, overly themed, if you will. It was just specific to the area. It was, you know, whites and bright colors and, you know, made people feel excited about, you know, being in the area and being in Miami. You know, and as I got into hosting and, you know, really started interacting with guests, I actually found it really simple, um, you know, reaching out to guests before their trip, uh, you know, making sure that they arrive, you know, safely, checking in with them, you know, while they're, you know, on site or while they're, you know, uh, staying at your place um, and, you know, sending them off with a, a fond farewell. And I'm trying to think of, you know, what else I do. It just seems so natural to me. Uh, I've got a washing machine. I've got an in-unit laundry, a dishwasher. So, uh, you know, I, I take on a little bit of an extra expense by providing, you know, laundry pods and dishwasher pods and coffee pods if somebody wants coffee. I mean, nobody wants coffee more than someone who just got off, you know, a multi-hour flight and jumped in a cab and arrived at your place in the middle of the night. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that I've, you know, that I've thought of at least so far. And you're hosting in Miami. Now, I know there's, there's been some new regulations and some issues when it comes to Airbnb hosting in Miami recently. Did that yeah. affect your, your hosting at all? Or? Uh, you know, maybe I saw a dip in travel. There was one year where, you know, you know, where Miami Beach got, you know, really aggressive, you know, in PR campaigns, uh, warning travelers that, you know, they'd be kicked out in the middle of the night or, you know, the police would... Uh, you know, harass them on the curbside if they suspected that they were uh, staying in Airbnb. You know, I'm lucky. I happen to host in a zone that's still uh, approved by, you know, the city. 
And, you know, the city has been focusing primarily on single family homeowners uh, as a quality of life issue to, you know, the neighborhood. The rest of Miami, when it comes to, you know, condos and buildings and condo associations, some of it is sort of regulated privately by uh, the condo association. So it's a building by building issue. And when originally searching for a place because I knew I would put it on Airbnb, I specifically looked for a condo association that had no rules against, you know, short term rentals and was actually a primarily a investor owned uh, building. So 70% of the units in my uh, building are owned by investors where it's not so affecting the the actual permanent residents of the building. Now, I get a lot of questions from listeners who want to invest in an Airbnb and Miami comes up quite a lot. Yeah. Um, could you could you tell us a little bit more about what exactly you looked at, you know, in making that decision of which which apartment to buy in Miami? Yeah, sure. So I actually had a lot of, uh, you know, criteria variables that, uh, you know, I asked my broker to fulfill. I wanted to be close to, you know, tourist attractions, you know, close to the beach in a relatively quiet neighborhood, which one would think doesn't exist in Miami, but it does. Um, and I should also make a distinction that I'm in Miami Beach versus, you know, Miami. They actually are two different uh, cities from a, you know, municipality perspective. Um, and so, you know, thinking about the people who would come in and stay at my place, um, I really just wanted to hit on all the different notes that it would appeal to, you know, travelers and tourists. It's a transient town. Uh, you know, most of the people who live in Miami actually aren't from Miami. And um, even more, uh, you know, people who, uh, you know, travel to Miami are really uh, tourists, a lot of international tourists who want to experience the beach, who want to experience nightlife, who want to experience uh, shopping. And I got quite lucky in my search. I happen to be dead smack in the middle of Miami Beach. It's only about 26 blocks to begin with. But, um, you know, you really couldn't get any closer uh, to all the different attractions in Miami Beach than I am. So that's in terms of the location. What about the actual unit? Yeah, the unit itself is, you know, is a is a one bedroom. It's in a, you know, quiet building. It's slightly set back from uh, you know, the street itself and, you know, it's obviously clean. Uh, you know, it's a corner unit which gets great light. You know, I was actually looking at buying another unit on the same street before I bought this one and last minute when, you know, that deal looked like it wasn't going to go through, uh, you know, my broker turned me on to this unit. It happened to be a motivated seller who, you know, just wanted to get out of, uh, you know, the area and out of ownership. And so uh, the stars really just aligned, uh, you know, right place, right time, uh, you know, right opportunity. And, uh, you know, I was in there, set it up in 10 days and, uh, you know, was back in Boston, uh, you know, and had it listed on Airbnb in about two weeks. From awesome. closed to listed. Yeah. Awesome. That's good work. Yeah. Man. That's good work, man. And in the process, you also managed to meet your wife. I had met my wife a couple months before. And so, you know, how I actually, you know, this is actually important. How I even decided to buy the place was because I met this beautiful woman. And, you know, I was traveling down to Miami. I was staying in the South Beach hotels. The South Beach hotels were running, you know, four, five, six hundred dollars a night. So, you know, at some point that becomes economically and financially just too challenging to, you know, to sustain over a long period of time. And there was just no way I was letting this woman out of my sights. Um, and so a good friend of mine said, hey, why don't you, you know, look around for a place on Airbnb? And I had, you know, like a lot of people, I think a certain level of expectation or certain habits when it came to travel. I had been used to staying in, you know, luxury hotels. Uh, you know, I had a certain level of, uh, you know, desires when it came to, 
to you know my travel accommodations. And so when the when the first person uh, my friend suggested that I stay in Airbnb, uh, you know my immediate reaction was you know actually to push back and say you know I don't think I want to stay in somebody's like spare bedroom. I don't think I want to deal with you know having you know some creepy place. I don't know you know who the host is going to be. I think a lot of common you know, apprehensions and fears that, you know, people still have when it comes to maybe traveling on Airbnb, although it's a lot less these days. But, uh, you know, finally, I was convinced. And I booked a place and it happened to be an entire condo. Uh, there was a pool on the roof of this building. Uh, the The host was, you know, more than friendly. Uh, you know, he met me, uh, checked me in. And two years later, almost three years later, where, you know, we actually were still in touch. I've, you know, I've developed a little bit of a friendship with him. So when I go down to Miami now, Oftentimes we get together. And so that was my first sort of, you know, experience with Airbnb going down, chasing after my wife. And then while I was there, I was just running the numbers and said, okay, if I keep this up, um, you know, it really makes no sense for me to continue to pay all the money that I'm spending, even on Airbnb, I might as well just buy a place and, you know, do the exact same thing. And that's only because, you know, the host that I was staying with was very open and transparent about how much money he was making. So. Uh, that was kind of the the motivation. So should we call this podcast uh, how Airbnb hosting can lead to getting married to the woman of your dreams? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I think my wife would probably, you know, would probably kill me for saying that. But, you know, <laughs> deep down inside, you know, she would like that. All right. Awesome. You've heard me talk about Hostfully a lot over the past few months. I love sending my beautiful Hostfully guidebook to my guests as it makes me look very professional. I also love including screenshots of my guidebook in my actual Airbnb listing. This helps me stand out from the crowd. Well, now I'm thrilled to announce that I'm a sponsor of the Hostfully Host program. Twice a month, Hostfully selects a host and features them on their top-ranked blog. This is great promotion for your listing and a cool way to share your favorite local spots to a large audience. What's even cooler is that each Hostfully host gets a free set of organic sheets from the clean bedroom. And now that I'm a sponsor, you'll also be featured in my newsletter, my social media feeds, and you'll get free access to my video course on how to be a great host. For more details and how to apply, visit hostly.com slash hostlyhost. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Guestbook and you know what does Guestbook do? How can they help Airbnb hosts and and how did you come to start it? Sure, sure. So uh, you know, I think like you know a lot of startups or a lot of inventions or a lot of ideas, you know, really was you know born out of you know necessity. Uh, you know, coming back to Boston, obviously, you know, being into technology and being a marketer, stringing together email templates for my incoming travelers and you know, figuring out what the right blend of technology was for my own needs and operations and communicating with my, you know, cleaning person, et cetera. Um, you know, I just sort of became frustrated to a certain degree and thought to myself, like all entrepreneurs, there's got to be a better way. Um, and so, you know, I looked around at, you know, the offerings, you know, that were out there and there's a handful of them. And, you know, some of them were good, but not great. Some of them, you know, accomplished some of my needs, but not all. I didn't want to add five or six different apps or products or platforms just to cater to all of my needs. So for a while, I was just, you know, really 
doing it on my own, you know, setting calendar reminders for, uh, you know, myself to, you know, email check-in information to my guests, making sure that I kept my, uh, my cleaning person, you know, as well informed as far in advance as possible to, you know, ensure, you know, reliability. So I never had to, you know, worry about her not showing up. Uh, that was a big concern of mine because I didn't know any other cleaners in, you know, in Miami. And so if there was ever an instance where, you know, this person couldn't clean for me in between guests, I'd, I'd have a problem. And so, you know, consistently being faced with challenges of, you know, being a host, I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way. And at the same time, I ran into a colleague, uh, you know, his name is Sanjay Patel. He's the CEO of Guestbook. And I, uh, you know, started talking. He happens to be, uh, you know, an Airbnb host here in, um, you know, in Boston. He owns five properties. Um, and so we really started, you know, getting together and, you know, talking about some of our common challenges and, you know, realized that they were the same. Uh, you know, remembering to send guests welcoming emails, you know, remembering to send guests check-in instructions, keeping our cleaning professionals informed as to, you know, when we wanted to, uh, when we needed our, you know, places, you know, cleaned and turned over, you know, making sure that our guests have the great experiences that we want them to have. So they feel like they enjoyed their, you know, their travel experience. And also, so we get the good reviews, you know, and, and so all of those things became, you know, challenges that we were just passionate about solving. Uh, Sanjay is a technologist. I'm a marketer and a technologist. And, uh, you know, we started brainstorming, coming up with ideas, seeing if we could test them out in, you know, our own properties, kind of proving out whether or not our theories were correct. And that's how Guestbook was, you know, originally, uh, you know, born, if you will. Awesome. And I know you you guys launched recently. Yeah. So if I was an Airbnb house and I want to make use of your services, like what's the process and are there any fees? Sure. So, you know, right now it's free. I think that's the, you know, the most important point. We are working on our our pricing model, but there's no, uh, you know, imminent plans to implement it until we've, you know, sorted out a couple of more details about the how, you know, and the whens. Um, signing up is super easy. Just, uh, you know, log on to our website, use guestbook.com, click on sign up. And in about 15 seconds, you simply just connect your Airbnb account to your guestbook account, create an individualized password for additional security. We'll do the rest. We actually will import all of your reservations and uh, associated guest information into your account. You, you will then have options. Uh, we wanted to make sure that our service was modular. Uh, so that hosts could set up the right combination of services that were good for, you know, their properties and, you know, their guests. Right now we have, you know, two features, soon to be three. Uh, you know, feature number one is automation. Uh, it's just a little bit of automation to help you, you know, communicate out welcome messages, to communicate out well, uh, property information, to communicate out check-in instructions, and to communicate, uh, you know, check-out instructions. And so... Uh, we call that, uh, you know, I guess in hospitality, it's considered a warm and sincere greeting, making sure that guests receive that information, you know, a bunch of days before they travel. So they're, uh, you know, there's no question about whether or not they're expected at the property. They're not chasing down hosts for information. And it's, it's, it's just enough. We're not over relying on technology and automation. I think, uh, you know, there's still got to be a bit of a personalized, uh, you know, touch with your incoming guests. The second service that we have, uh, which is one that, that I think is absolutely, you know, crucial 
to anybody's hosting experience in their operations is uh, Guestbook Pro. Um, and that's a product that, you know, enables uh, your cleaning professional to stay on top of all of your jobs. Uh, every time a guest books on Airbnb or one of the other booking sites, you know, we import those reservations into uh, Guestbook. There's obviously a checkout time associated with those uh, reservations. And then, you know, that checkout time, day and time of checkout equals you know, day and time of cleaning uh, job for your cleaning professional. And then there's another, you know, there's another product that we're, or another service that we're playing around with right now. I think there's been a little bit of uh, mixed emotions about about it, but we want to experience, experiment with it and see how people respond to it. And that's, you know, a feature that allows hosts to activate um, and earn extra revenue by offering their guests early check-ins and uh, late checkouts for uh, a small fee. The reason why I say it's you know it's controversial is because I know a lot of hosts, you know myself included, in the past have just uh, taken the position that if their place is open and they don't have anybody else coming in and somebody requests an extra you know amount of time, uh, then why not let the guest utilize the space? That's good hospitality. Uh, you know, and I agree with that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I think we need to remember that there are, you know, resources being allocated to, you know, accommodate those guests. Uh, you know, we do allow for some windows in there to, you know, remain free. Uh, this becomes a convenience for, you know, the guest as well. And so if the guest doesn't want it, the guest doesn't need to choose to, uh, you know, purchase that extra time. But if the guest does want it, then what we are trying to do is eliminate um, you know, those awkward conversations between guests and hosts where guests ask for it, you know, hosts want to accommodate, you know, hosts don't always feel great about accommodating because, uh, you know, to a certain degree, you know, they are, uh, you know, charging, you know, nightly rates or day rates, something that hotels certainly do all the time. And this kind of eliminates that, uh, you know, that challenge in, you know, in the process. How often can you think of in your travels, Jasper, where, you know, you've maybe booked an Airbnb where, you know, check-in was four o'clock in the afternoon, but it's an international flight. You land at eight o'clock in the morning and uh, your host hasn't accommodated an early check-in. And so you're left, you know, walking around, you know, a foreign city with your backpack and perhaps inclement weather, not really knowing what to do. And how, how long do you want to sit in, uh, you know, a coffee shop waiting to check in? Uh, yeah, I've been in that situation a lot of times in the, uh, in the last seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and so, you know, this is a situation where we think everybody can win. We're obviously trying to strike a balance where, you know, guests don't feel, you know, nickels and dimed. And, you know, that actually leads me into our, our third third product, which we're getting ready to release, which is called uh, Traveler. And, you know, we really look at Traveler as, uh, you know, a travel companion for all guests. Uh, it's connected to the, you know, the host's Airbnb account. And so what happens is when, you know, the booking happens on Airbnb and we import those uh, reservations into, you know, guestbook, five days out from the, the trip or the guest arrival time, they'll receive an invitation to, you know, download Traveler. And they simply connect to, you know, Traveler with, you know, matching credentials that they used to book their uh, Airbnb account. And that's how we ensure some security. And then they have access to, you know, kind of a world of options, right? Early check-in, late check-out, uh, property discovery, you know, support during their trip if something goes wrong. 
uh, it will connect them directly to, you know, their, you know, their host and no more guessing, you know, do I text, do I email, do I call, do I message them through the booking platform? It, it, it's all right there for the guests. We'll ladder into, you know, things like neighborhood discovery and, uh, you know, other amenities that we feel a lot of guests either would want to take advantage of or things that I've already, you know, experienced as, you know, a host uh, that have been requested by my guests. Awesome. So it really sounds like uh, it's a combination of a number of different services, uh, which is uh, which is cool, I think, because uh, like you said, in, instead of using uh, separate applications to help you with your Airbnb hosting, um, it would be cool to have the, just one application that does everything for you. One last question before I let you go. I was just curious, sure. you know, when you offer those, uh, that, that early check-in and late checkout service, like how does the, how does the payment, how does that work? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we're actually handling that for hosts. Um, if they activate that inside of our dashboard and I should, you know, preface anything that I say that, uh, you know, we're beta testing it right now on a, you know, on a few accounts privately. Um, it'll be ready, you know, for everyone, you know, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we obviously want to make sure that we're, um, you know, compliant and secure and, you know, guests and hosts alike need to, you know, feel like their, you know, their payments are protected, right? Um, and so, you know, the way it works is, you know, hosts will activate that service inside of their account. In order to activate that, they actually need to have Guestbook Pro activated as well, because if there's a change in time, then the cleaning person needs to know about it, uh, you know, as well. But, you know, they'll enter their, you know, payout information. We, you know, connect into, you know, a third party and very trusted, uh, you know, payment uh, solutions provider. Uh, and hosts can choose either their uh, credit card or bank account as their payout method. And hosts, you know, at that point will... Uh, you know, sit back and, you know, we, we run, you know, algorithms on their schedule because we know who's coming and going. And if guests download the Traveler app, they'll be able to, uh, which is free, obviously, for them, uh, right from their, you know, from their dashboard, they'll be able to see what's available for them. If there's early check-in available, uh, it will present itself. Uh, and if there's late checkout available, that will also present itself. And then, you know, we're just charging incrementally by hour right now, a uh, very small fee, um, just to really test out whether or not this is, you know, something that will be widely adopted. Guests will pay through their end of the app. That uh, payment will be uh, transferred into, you know, the host's, uh, you know, preferred payout method, uh, minus a small commission that we're going to take, uh, you know, off the top, obviously, to facilitate the entire service. And so the best part about it is, um, you know, no longer are you, uh, you know, sending a payment request on, uh, you know, on PayPal. You know, you're not using some weird payment, the awkward conversation. Okay. Well, how am I going to get you this $20? You know, just to, you know, stay here a little longer has, you know, gone away. And it's totally by choice. If guests want it, they can, you know, pay for it. If they don't want it, they don't have to pay for it. And the reality is hosts can either waive it altogether or they don't have to activate that, you know, that service. So it's still very modular and we're putting the power in, in the choice of host hands. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, thank you very much for coming onto the show. And, uh, of course, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the Airbnb news Facebook group. And, uh, sure will. I look forward to, uh, connecting with you again in the future and see how everything goes at Guestbook. Yeah. It's really, you know, it's really exciting. I really appreciate you hosting me, Jasper. Uh, you know, obviously come find me, everybody in either, uh, you know, the Airbnb news group or at useguestbook.com. Uh, looking forward to reconnecting and giving you guys updates and, uh, you know, the next few weeks or whenever I reconnect with Jasper here on this podcast for round two. 
Awesome. And for all the listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you on Friday with the next uh, news episode. So see you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.